Hello and welcome to the Millennial Department series, where I'll share my experiences with money, substance abuse, mental health and more, alongside hearing your stories on how you've dealt with life under 35. Remember to subscribe, review and share if you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it. Level 1, Boba Level 2, the Millennial Department. So welcome to the Christmas special to series 2, with an incredible guest, TV personality, celebrity stylist, podcaster, and mother of two, Ali Levine. Before we start, can we have a little bit about yourself? Oh, of course. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. As you mentioned, I'm a mom of two. I have worked in the entertainment industry as a celebrity stylist for over 10 years and then kind of transitioned uh, to a TV personality between being on national and local shows talking about trends and tips and how to wear what the celebrities are wearing and best dressed and all that and then when I became a mom started creating content around motherhood and what that looked like for me in my life and growing and evolving and I've been really blessed that um, you know my community and my social media and everything has continued to follow along with my journey you know I started out coming to California from New York with really nothing and then ended up, you know, after quite some time of hard work and everything becoming this household name as a celebrity stylist and then landing on a show on TV on Bravo and then, you know, all of a sudden becoming this known mom of two. So I'm really grateful. It's truly a journey that you've gone through, especially and with your large online presence and being transparent about your children's lives. What are your thoughts on those who decide to share differently? To those that choose to share differently, it's it's your journey, you know, it's what you choose to show up for. It's what you choose to share. And so no one can tell you how you should share or what you should share. After I went through pretty heavy postpartum depression with my first daughter, Amelia, and having a quite a traumatic birth after having her, you know, looking at myself in the mirror and not liking what I was seeing and looking at my C-section scar and being upset about it. And, you know, it was just very overwhelming for me. And social media became a place of not joy anymore. And it became a place of anxiety and a place of comparing constantly to other women and other moms. And I had to sign off and I had to say, you know, I, I can't, I can't show up as this glam self anymore because I'm not in that place. And when I came back to social media, I chose to start sharing, you know, what was on my heart, how I was struggling with my postpartum depression and how I was struggling as a new mom and how I was struggling with losing who I once was and who and how I was becoming someone else and how I was changing in many ways, because that's what really motherhood does do to many people. And to be honest, in the beginning, it was really hard because I had a lot of like, you know, unfollowing and commenting awful things and messaging me terrible things. Like it was, it was hard. And at first I, you know, I almost deleted this, you know, very raw picture I posted of myself and my body And then, you know, shortly after a beautiful thing happened, you know, I started getting messages from all these women all over the world who were pregnant or had suffered from postpartum depression or anxiety and said to me, you know, this was really great to read, or I went through this and I appreciate reading this about someone else. Honestly, I love the fact that you've kind of shared that in such a raw way as well, because obviously when you're kind of looking online and you're seeing how people share their content and how they're displaying themselves, essentially, you kind of only really get the image if such, you know, when they kind of put one quote or they put two quotes and they don't really go into detail of the behind the scenes. So it's 
it's incredibly interesting to see that you've kind of gone for that dynamic and gone, you know, there's actually so much else going on instead of just this, look, I'm looking really pretty. I'm looking really nice in this photo. Actually, to get to this point, I've had to go through this, 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 and this. Literally why I started the podcast is I thought if I could change someone's perspective or I could give them a new bit of information, then I would have done good and I wouldn't need to do anything else but that. And that kind of rolls on to my next question. Before you were a mum, did you have much time to prepare? I really honestly didn't feel ready. You know, it was like I, when, when we decided to make the decision to start trying and, you know, have me get off the pill and do all the things necessary to be able to get pregnant, it happened right away. And I know that there are so many who wish that was the case for them. And so I'm very aware of that. And I, and I'm so grateful that that was the case, but in the moment it was kind of like, oh shit, this is already happening. Like I just said, I was ready to start trying and the universe was like, here you go. It was like, you know, no prep time. It was just like crash course. Here we go. Yeah. No, for, for me. So I found out at week 36. Yeah. So it was, it was literally like a quick turnaround. So it was kind of like, here you go. It was kind of like on the Friday, you know, by the way, you're having a baby by the Monday, by the way, you're having a girl, by the way, four weeks, <laughs> you're, you're wow. here kind of thing. Whole world just kind of turned upside down. <laughs> Wow. That is, that is wild. I mean, that is literally no time to prepare. That is, that is not like, you know, oh, I have nine months to kind of at least like see the body change and the whole thing. Like that's literally like crash course. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you see those like week intensive courses for, you know, driving or real estate or any of those things, it was literally like that. Like you just get thrown into this classroom and suddenly you're reading up you know, absolutely crazy things on blogs. You're going into childcare stores and push chairs that fold up into cars like transformers is absolutely insane. Wow. How, how, I mean, how was that for you? I mean, I, I can't even imagine like, I, you know, it was intense for me and I had nine months to figure you know, to like realize that it was happening. I mean, you must've just felt, felt like your whole world was literally turned upside down. Yeah. So I kind of, uh, at the time, we kind of just had to adapt incredibly fast and just kind of go, right, well, this is, you know, the universe essentially serving us up what we have right now. These are the cards we're being dealt with. We just kind of need to play out the hand and hopefully it, it kind of works out. I mean, she's two and a half now, healthy as anything, running around and causing absolute havoc. Um, and it's actually something I mentioned in series one about when I was becoming a dad, I kind of thought it was going to be like getting a new job. So with all these benefits, like building cushion forts and making cupcakes, only to realize working in a pandemic with a two-year-old who was literally obsessed with Crayola and my work documents that were incredibly important was even more stressful than preparing in four weeks to have her. Did you come across any kind of expectation versus reality from your peers in the kind of nine months up to it? I feel like I spoke to some different people about it and I did a lot of reading and different books, but to be honest, I'm a very kind of hands-on learner in general and how I learn and how I grasp things. And so for me, I didn't feel like I was getting that much out of talking to different people, even when people would talk to me about it and it was like, oh, you know, your whole world's going to change. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 To actually experience it to me, that was where like it clicked. You know what I mean? For me, I think I struggled with it in the first year. I kind of didn't adapt very well. And I was kind of quite, quite confused. 
I was still new to, oh my God, I'm, a, I'm a now a dad. You know, I was, I was a partner and I was a dad. And then obviously we parted ways and now, you know, I take a different role. So it was all those dynamics changing incredibly fast. And you're trying to like adapt yourself and adapt your mind. And when you've not prepared for something as such, I like to learn more things off my own daughter than I, some people sometimes. Like compassion and you never even knew that kind of emotion was in someone so young. Quite natural, a lot of these things. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but what you said about you know, how much you've learned from her, like how beautiful I feel the same way about my daughter. I learn something new about myself and feel like I evolve and grow every day because of the lessons they teach me. It's just like so much to learn. And it's crazy. Our perspectives can be altered by others experiences. Whilst we're on the theme of change, do you believe change to our daily lives, such as adapting to a pandemic or post election, maybe can adapt our parenting to our children? Absolutely. You know, I think that I've said this a lot to different friends of mine, very overwhelming and it can be very unnerving and there's a lot of the unknown when we get really clear about that what it is that's kind of holding that energy in that space the more you can kind of release that and say okay I kind of know at least what I'm in right now I know what I can expect today and so what am I going to do to maybe make things better today for myself for my family for my children you know I've been telling myself this and saying this affirmation to myself continuously which is the outside doesn't have to match my inside. And I keep reminding myself that the noise, the exhaustion, the fear, everything that's going on, it doesn't have to match what's going on inside of me. And it definitely doesn't have to match what's going on with my family and what I'm doing with my girls. We can still be in a happy place as much as we can be. I completely agree with you. And with us constantly kind of adapting to the world that's around us, and not just as parents, but as individuals too, when do you get time to just be Ali? <laughs> Um, that's a good question. You know, it's few and far between. And I recognize that, you know, I have two little girls and that I don't always have all the time in the world. And so I make different little schedules for myself. You know, I schedule it on my phone, you know, that some days it means meditation for, you know, 10 minutes. And some days it just means getting to take a nice long bath with a glass of wine. And, you know, another day is breath work. And then another day is literally just doing nothing and laying on the couch and watching a show. You know, it's, it, I find just different little moments. Usually for me, it's at night because I, you know, I'm very grateful that my girls overall sleep. So I know that like, that's my time to kind of disconnect and get to just be me and my husband kind of does his own thing and you know he'll play like video games or do something and so he has his time and so we kind of choose like we take our individual time to come back to us because it's also important for him as a father to come back to him and then you know when we decide what days we want to do you know a date night you know especially right now in the pandemic of like spending time together that night so that we get to reconnect as us um but you know there are some days where I realize I don't give myself that time and to be honest I realize that I'm drowning and I'm stressed out and I'm overwhelmed and everything's going on. And then I look at my calendar and I go, oh, well, I didn't give myself any time this week. So of course I'm spinning out of control. So then I take a step back and I tell my husband, I need five minutes, I need 10 minutes, you know, whatever it may be. And I take that time to reset. Yeah, I kind of search for moments as such. You know, I always feel like putting time aside for yourself doesn't have a time limit. It Sometimes it's not in the morning, it's not in the evening, it's not in the middle of the day. It can just be sometimes when you just get like five minutes to yourself to just 
breathe in some fresh air, go on a walk or writing poetry for 10 minutes or just something that allows you to be just you and come away from the world, just help you progressively as well, you know, in other parts of your life as well. You're right. And you know, there's sometimes where like Amelia will be just playing you know, happily and, you know, doing individual play and she's drawing and I know she's safe in her space drawing and Arlie's taking a nap. And I do, I sit on my, in a chair and I take that minute to take a few deep breaths and just really connect back to me to give myself those few minutes of just feeling good, even though I'm still very much a present mom. So I, I love that you said about like, just even, you know, taking a breath. It's true. It's like, I don't think we realize sometimes as parents and even not a parent, just as individuals, how much taking a few deep breaths and actually connecting back to your body, back to your source and not again, being just distracted by everything going on in the outside world, how much more you come back into this place of like peace and calmness. And you're able to then look at things again and not feel so overwhelmed. Completely. I couldn't have summed it up better myself. And well, of course, because it's the Christmas special, we have to end with something a little bit more festive related. So from tree searching to present wrapping, matching pajamas and juggling the cooking, how will Christmas compare this year to previous years? <laughs> well, I love that. It's really cute. Um, so I have to say juggling the cooking. Mama doesn't cook. I have a very amazing <laughs> husband who does the cooking. Um, and so I'm very uh, blessed for that because I am not a cook, although I do enjoy baking and that is definitely going to still be a very much a holiday tradition. We will do a lot of baking, decorating, Christmas music, dancing in the house. And we're going to go do some virtual, see some, uh, you know, like outside uh, Christmas simulations to get to see some things socially distanced, uh, drive around and walk around and see some Christmas lights safely, matching jammies for sure. I love matching periods. So going to definitely continue that through Christmas and, you know, just enjoy the coziness you know the the blessing in this time is that we really do get to come off of autopilot and all take a pause and get to be together so I'm going to just really relish and enjoy with my girls my husband in the time we're getting to just be the four of us for our first holiday as a family of four sounds beautiful honestly it's kind of weird in a way because the pandemic's kind of brought us closer to our our inner circle as such I mean my mum actually lives next door to me and the house I live in. So it's quite nice. So she'll be in my social bubble already. So I'll be able to kind of nip next door and, and uh, take some food if I need to. I love it. Yeah. See, and that's what we're doing. Like we're decorating already. You know, we got our tree right after Thanksgiving to get it early and we've been getting lights and where we decided that we're going to, you know, do a little bit more decorating than we usually do and get some new, you know, ornaments and garland and just try to make the house as festive and special as possible. We got an elf for the elf on the shelf. You know, we've never <laughs> of course. done that before. I actually never had that in my childhood. So we're doing that, you know, with our girls and Amelia is already like noticing like where it is each day. And, you know, it's fun, you know, just creating new moments, you know, for any parents, you know, listening that are having a hard time in this time try to find the good in 2020 I know it's hard try to find the blessings because they really are there and sink into that you know it's a hard time for all of us in all our own different ways but the holidays are special no matter what and they always should be and they should always be looked at that way and celebrated however you choose to celebrate them so do whatever you can do to allow that joy to continue during the holiday season most definitely. I, I completely agree with you. And I have to say thank you for your time today, Ali. It's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like we've really got a good scope on everything. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me.
If anyone listening wants to find you for any of your work or wants to get in touch, where can they find you? Thanks. Yeah. So they can find me. Um, my website is alilevine.com. A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E.com. It's actually going through a really fun rebrand and change right now. So lots of fun content and everything coming. My social media is at Design, just A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E, the word design. And, you know, Instagram is my main hub, but I do have all the different platforms. So please feel free to reach out to me and say hello. I love connecting with other moms and parents, especially. So please say hello and let me know that you found me through this amazing podcast. And I also have a podcast wherever you listen to this incredible podcast, you can find everything with Allie Levine. And it's just all you know, real raw motherhood, as well as just really real raw life. So I would love for you guys to subscribe and check it out and follow and say hello. Beautiful and brilliant. To everyone listening, have a great holiday season. If you've dealt with anything covered in series one or two, then get in touch on Instagram at itsbobpod or online at bobify.uk slash contact. Thank you and tune in next week for a new guest and a new perspective. (music) 